Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, where all of our fabulous dreams come to reality, where we're going to talk about all kinds of things from the media and the pop culture and the internet and whatever our little hearts desire. Isn't that great? I am your currently commando host, Tom Zalatni. I'm your Lord Commander, Simon Peltier. I'm your jester, Tim Blur. Tim Blur. Yeah. Young Money. Hi. Yeah. We are the Up for Discussions, the podcast. It's getting hot up in the We're sense. all discussion upwards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> remember, uh, if you guys like our show, uh, remember to subscribe on the iTunes and remember to rate and review the show. Please go and rate and review the show. Doesn't matter what you say in the review, as long as it's there. Uh, I mean, ideally, positive reviews. I mean, you know, yeah, as you feel led. <laughs> so if you if you don't like this show, just don't review it and go do the things that you like. All right, and guys. If you, if you do like it, rate the show positively. Yep, that's yes. right. Rate, rate, comment, subscribe. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. It's not even the right key. So, also, we have a Twitter. It's at Down With Talking. So, if you are down with talking, come and follow us on Twitter. Because up for discussion with Taken. So, yeah. Yeah. Up for discussion podcast was a little bit too long, and Simon didn't want us to be up for D podcast, and I don't really blame him. Mm, I'm up for the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, housekeeping from last week? Housekeeping from... I don't have any. Nothing? <laughs> um, nothing. What did, we, what did we talk about? Oh, yeah. Rick Santorum died. What? No. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, you heard it here first. <laughs> Make because it's news not true. Well, okay. News news. Ha- however, if you if you're listening to this very many years in the future, it is possible that at this point Rick Santorum is dead. So if you're listening to it, you heard it here first. <laughs> unless you didn't. Unless you just you know researched Rick Santorum's death and this came up in your Google or your definite your version of a Google query and yeah. Then you didn't. You heard it after everybody else. We'll, we'll make sure that it comes up in the SEO. Um. <laughs> You, I guys, have a- you guys might have noticed that the audio is a little bit different this week. That is because we are doing this very much on a whim, uh, and we are only around two microphones instead of three. That's right. That's so right. if Tim and Simon sound like they're talking from the same spot, uh, it's because they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say I was thinking about the the look that Tom was giving me when I was talking about my collection of teeth. <laughs> hmm. Um, and how am I correct in assuming that you found that rather weird? Yeah, I thought it was kind of ratchet. I mean, it it just it occurred to me like a thousand teeth. There must be a lot of people like me. Like this can't be <laughs> this can't be a small fraction because Kesha, who everybody hates, has enough fans within her tiny segment of the population to have a thousand teeth between them. For 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 if if you're listening to this and you are confused, just for context, uh, last week go I go watch the last episode. Last week I brought <laughs> a story about how a bunch of celebrities received very strange gifts from a lot of people, and Kesha received a thousand teeth. Speaking of from different people because she asked for them. But I, I mean, I'm kind of curious whether it was like a thousand a thousand like vials containing a single tooth. 
or whether it was like 50 people giving 20 teeth each because that kind of makes a difference. I mean, I, I assume that if you're like a dentist or if you're uh, some, sort, some sort of med student or um, maybe a coroner, you would have you, you would have access to receiving a lot of teeth, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has access to about 20 teeth in their lifetime that like fall out of their head. So like that's my thing. I would have yours fall out of your head. Mine fall out of my mouth. Mine fell out of my butt. My mouth is part of my head. Y'all ever had butt teeth? No. This is this. No. Are we going to get into a vagina dentata conversation? Ooh, let's not I'm, talk about that. So, I, speaking of teeth and parts of bones, I, uh, <laughs> I, I I was meaning to bring this up last week, but I didn't uh, scooch a bit, Tim. Oh, sorry. So we are we are on, just hugging each other here on on my way to <laughs> the reco- take a little Instagram photo. <laughs> on on my way to the recording of the podcast last week, I bumped into like I was so I was walking along the street and in in one of the cars, I thought I saw a skull. And so I stopped and backed up and looked, and there was it was a gigantic animal skull, Ooh. and it, and there were there were two, and one of them had very large horns, and I was just really really confused. And so as I was looking, this woman comes up to me, and it turns out that that's just what she does. She just sells skulls for a living, and like skulls and antlers, and she owns some sort of curiosity shop. Nice. And she she doesn't have any business cards, but she had happened to have just like written down her name and phone number and Facebook page and stuff a couple times on a piece of paper and just ripped it off and gave it to me and said like, yeah, just give me a call. And she just like sells skulls. Wow. It was probably a saga antelope skull. Cause I hear there's kind of a glut on the market right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a snake dragon skull. It, uh, it was a cow skull. A ca- Fair enough. Cow. So Ooh, the wow. question that we all have on our minds after hearing this story, did you smash <laughs> all of the skulls? Yes, I did. Cool. And she, right. she was really upset, and then I ran away. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, I didn't. I, no, I didn't. So speaking of smashing skulls and celebrities and teeth, um, Chris Pratt. Okay. Yeah, we're going to start with Tom's story. Tom, yeah. uh, Chris Pratt, he, yeah, lovely guy. I, I like hear him. that he um, trains velociraptors, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. works with talking trees, and is really good at managing parks and recreational things. He's not that good at it, actually. No? Okay. He's pretty, I haven't, I haven't pretty, seen that pretty, show. Pretty bad at that part. Yeah. Okay. But uh, pretty good at training velociraptors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out he's also pretty good at loving Jesus. Ooh. Um, wow. It came out this week. Uh, I've got an article here from Jesus Christian Today. Jesus is a friend of mine. And of Chris Pratt's. Yes, also. I thought you were going to keep going with that. Mm. I was going to boost your volume. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I've got an article here from ChristianToday.com, the most reputable news source. Of course. <laughs> uh, that says, Jurassic World star Chris Pratt, a devout Christian and a devoted family man. Uh, so apparently, uh, Chris Pratt revealed recently that uh, when he and his wife, Anna Ferris, who are the cutest couple in the world. Who's Anna Ferris again? Um, she's an actress. Yeah, she's in a bunch of bad sitcoms. I think I think she was more popular in like the early 2000s, late 90s. Maybe. She was in like she was in weird weird rom coms. Also, that sitcom. Oh, I've heard of that one. That was she, a good one. What was it? I think it was called Mom. It's like that seventies show, Mom but not in the seventies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Anna Faris, um, relatively funny, but just I think she's part of ABC, so she's got kind of a shitty pick. Of you know what? I'm sure she's really nice. Yeah. And very sweet. <laughs> she seems like a really really smart girl. No. Um. Yeah. Anyway, they. <laughs> No, yeah, we're just throwing shade at Anna Ferris here. I don't know who this is, so, <laughs> so don't blame uh, me. She's Chris Pratt's wife, among other things. Um, so they had a baby, uh, I believe, back in 2012, um, and he recently revealed in an interview that uh, their baby was like nine weeks uh, premature, hmm. which is I don't know if you guys are particularly familiar with childbirth, but not ideal. I'm pretty familiar with childbirth. Yeah, 
I've given childbirth several times. To other people? To other people. Wow. That's... I didn't know that about you. Welcome to our new segment of the show, <laughs> Simon's Dark Past. <laughs> I Yeah, I would rather not talk about it, but um, yeah. And here you are talking about it. <laughs> that was our new segment of the show, Simon's Dark Past. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> what is that? it was the sign off for the seg- segment. <laughs> it's like, like it. it's like that. Uh, so nine weeks premature. No, it's it's like that when you, when you, uh, <laughs> I'm going off script, okay? <laughs> You've got to be okay with this once in a while. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you know, didn't you ever have those like old book on tapes so where it was like, when you hear this sound, turn the page. Uh, and then they would... I totally had one yeah? for uh, Star Wars uh, The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? I don't I don't think I've heard about that. No, it's it's this like weird indie film. You probably never heard of it. No, it's not it, it wasn't very good and not many very many people know about it, but like every time there was a lightsaber sound, I would turn the page. Nice. I it used was, to have an it illustrated was my favorite script thing. of that, like with storyboard art and start stuff. Yeah, of the one we don't talk about. Oh. I think I, I think I had a similar book that had just a bunch of like sketches and designs of mm. all of the ships and vehicles and that kind of thing. Mm. Anyway, so Chris Pratt. So Chris Pratt and Aaron Ferris's son Jack. Jack. If that is his real name. Uh, were yeah, He was born nine weeks premature, uh, which is not good. Uh, and he was, of course, in the infant intensive care unit at mm. the hospital that he was born at for a while as a result. Uh, and that was, as you might imagine, really stressful for Chris and Anna. Um, and Chris revealed in an interview this past week, I guess, that uh, the whole time they were praying to Jesus about it. Cool. Uh, and that the whole experience really restored his faith in God. Wow, restored his faith. That's really cool. Because yeah. like you wouldn't necessarily expect that if you know you're having a really hard time. Well, mm. he, he, the exact quote is: "We were scared for a long time. We prayed a lot. It restored my faith in God. Not that it needed to be restored, but it really redefined it." Uh, he goes on to say that the baby was beautiful, and that he looks back at the pictures and says it must have been really scar- really jarring for other people to look at him, but to them, he was perfect. That's, that's one of those sentences where it's probably like, like it's fun to, it's weird to read those sentences in text because it's one of those cases of someone like editing their sentence after they say it, mm-hmm. which if you were writing that, you would just delete that part and then change it, but you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I found it really interesting that, um, and I've, I've known a few people for whom this, this has, um, this has happened, but like you, you would imagine that a period of hardship would hurt the faith. And mm. if, if, especially if in, in his case, I mean, he's not saying that it needed to be restored, but like in, in a lot of cases of like a hardship like this would, would shake the faith. Um, Absolutely. But, but in his case, in the case of very many other people, um, you know, it, it strengthened it and it brought them closer to God. And what, what do you think it is? What, what do you think is the, the changing, um, the different factor in both in both the cases. I mean, not 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 that like we will <laughs> like j- judge other people's right. lives or whatever for how <laughs> like how you know what what they should have done differently. But like, what do you think it is that if that can bring certain people closer, whereas if they let's say don't have it, it will take them away from it. Hmm. I think I think that there the thing that probably is most at play there is that like when you are in a situation of hardship and you have nothing left really to turn to except for God, like probably your your faith in him ends up getting a little bit stronger as a result right yeah. just because you you know when you see that when good things come of that you're like oh man like god is real and god is doing cool things for me yay yeah for mm. sure so I, I mean i don't know like yeah but he he says here not that it needed to be you know restored so presumably he was going into it fairly faithful but i, I mean even the most faithful people 
have those moments of like, oh crap, like yeah. I hope that God follows through on this and <laughs> helps us out because yeah, oh man, nine weeks. That's like that's nine, real. Nine early. weeks. That's is over, yeah, like, that's, that's over a, two months. Yeah, it's like a yeah, your baby's probably about like four pounds or something mm-hmm. at about that the size point. Size of a size of a like pomegranate. Pomegranates? No. I mean, I, mean, I don't really mean. Small. I don't mm. mean. No, I meant pamplemousse, which pomplemousse? is a grapefruit. This is a fascinating <laughs> phenomenon and a, like a universal phenomenon, and I find it really strange that like whenever people are talking about babies before they're born, they relate them to fruit <laughs> universally. <laughs> it's always fruit. It's like it's the size of a grape, and then an avocado. Pushing then, a watermelon out of your yeah. Exactly. Like before, it's like. The whole debate of whether they're a person or not. Nope, they're a piece of fruit. <laughs> they just change into different. Styles I think. Of fruit. I think. It, I think you're. You're. You think they mean imagery, but actually, it, it's their babies. As as far as I understand, um, you know, childbirth, which I know I do. It is. Um, You've given it to so many people. I've given it to so many people, <laughs> and I I've done thorough research about it, and I know that babies begin as grapes. And then go through this, go through a change where they become very many different kinds of fruit until they become a person. At they, some you, point, yeah, you push them out. Yes, you push them out as a watermelon, and then uh-huh. they <laughs> 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 you push them out as a watermelon, and then they become a person. Have you, have you guys ever seen like videos or images of the way that like the pelvic bones of a pregnant woman like totally shift mm-hmm. inside her and like splay out? It's actually all these amazing. crazy things. And just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane and terrifying. Yeah. And I'm incredibly thankful for those reasons, for that reason that I am a man because mm. I don't go through that. If uh, interesting question, if science got to that point where men could have Babby, would you? Would you be Arnold <laughs> no. Schwarzenegger? Is that, that's, that's what we're asking. What? Did Wait, he have what? that? He had a movie where he was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Who did? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold? Arnold. Really? Yeah. I don't think I saw that. What was that. it called? I, uh Right in the comments. I I know you you are right. He did. I know. Oh, Children of Men. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was it. No. <laughs> no. That was actually a really good movie. Children of the Corn, because children also go through a phase where they are corn. That's true. <laughs> Twice actually, they begin as a single corn kernel, and then eventually they become a corn cob. And eventually they join the band Corn, and it's just all <laughs> downhill from there. They they have a kilt and everything. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the lead singer of Corn always wears a kilt. Okay, huh. I had. A, Did you guys not know that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. do a, a nursery rhyme that I wrote for Put Jack, your face a Jack Pratt. Go for it. Microphone, T-bone. Jack Pratt could eat no fat because he was a watermelon. Hopefully, he will survive and not be a convicted felon. Soulful. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think that was a tiny bit offensive. <laughs> Nah, we're good. Because <laughs> you're you're are, you're saying that watermelons are all felons, and that's not true. I'm not saying. I'm just saying it rhymes, man. man. Have you ever smashed a melon? <laughs> yes, I have. You heard it here first. Go to jail. <laughs> go directly to jail. But you you brought up a very interesting point of when does when does a baby become a person? Oh boy. <laughs> next topic, please. <laughs> okay, this brings but, us to the next segment of our show. Yeah. Tim is a person. <laughs> Is Tim a person? Leave, <laughs> li- and answer in the comments. Do you think Tim is a person? Do you think Tim has reached personhood yet? Have I reached the age of reason? Of do I do I have a soul? Are you real? Am I real? Is any of this real? Is any of this real? Am I is this a still real life? Zombie? Is this just fantasy? No. Mm-hmm. Caught in a landslide. I have a topic that I'm no going to from reality. 
You're just, oh, you're just quoting Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. To the skies and, and see. see. You're just baiting me to do if you like Bohemian Rhapsody and also happen to like science, you should go over to Acapella Science and look for the video Bohemian Gravity that Tim stars in and wrote and performed. Wow, I don't even have to plug myself. You're plugging me for me. Man, Thank you so much. You're getting plugged left and right. <laughs> uh, so my story is it's um, a Canadian news story from Ooh. the lovely place of Calgary, oh, home of Canada. oil barons. Okay, here's... Here's my question: Is and it Calgary? Cal- is it Calgary or Calgary? It's Calgary, Calross. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's Caldrogo. Calgar. Calculus. Yes. Guys, what's your favorite Cal? Let us know in the comment. Go Cal. Um, Cal Pen. This. So a man. Nice. In Calgary. Uh, he was walking through a parkade early on Monday morning. Une parkade? Une parkade. It's a very French word for Calgary. Um, and suffered a penetration wound <laughs> from an arrow. <laughs> what? And nobody knows where it came from. How does that happen? He just, it just, he just got hit with an arrow and he was like, ow, I've been hit with an arrow. Where did he get hit with the arrow? In the shoulder. He okay. it, like went through his shoulder. Um, it turns out there's a vigilante who wears he, green. He described arrows at criminals. He described it as a random arrow inflicted injury. At th- <laughs> it, this happened at three in the morning. Holy shit! So it's not like there was like a you know a hunter just out like bow hunting in a suburban area. Like someone camped out with a bow and arrow or like a crossbow. They're not sure which it was. They actually specified this. Um, That's really like, weird because they're really easy to tell apart. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm just going to shoot some random guy in a park at three in the morning with an arrow. So. Here's the thing about myself. <laughs> I I own a bow and also arrows. Okay. And I have in my backyard used them a couple times and I've been very safe and always kept made sure that they never went anywhere they weren't supposed to go. Like Calgary? Where are they supposed like Calgary? to go? It, in what the Coke cans that I in use as targets. In people use this like. <laughs> no. Um but in there the there was one time when I I off shot I guess a little bit and it landed in my neighbor's yard but it was a little too far for me to get it and so I just kind of left it there left it there and then (laughs) (laughs) and like but and it was very late at night and really I could have just jumped over the fence and gotten it but I felt a little weird and then it turned out and then the next day he saw it and just I guess threw it out but and and then it turned out that he was dead the next day (laughs) he was sunbathing in the dark (laughs) and it did not end well no I I I I mean, I I could I could imagine how like maybe a kid who like woke up and couldn't sleep or something decided to shoot at arrows or something and shot it like really high up because he thought that maybe it would land near him or something, and then it just went over the building and hit the dude. Yeah, I guess, but like three in the morning, and in a park, like. I mean, I guess, yeah, you could, could have just been some random kid in, like, the next field over. Yeah. Some rando. Some rando. It did. Or, it, or a person. Random random or, like, a... a <laughs> or, or a real person. Or an adult. Kids kids are people, too. Or it could have been an adult or a teenager. Hmm. But do you guys think it may have been, a, like, a vigilante? Or a... Weird? I don't know. I suspect that it was probably just somebody with arrows who wasn't being careful. Yeah. Sounds... I mean, sense. sounds fairly likely. Interestingly, the article specifies that the victim is cooperating with the police. 
Um, which <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want you to help me. <laughs> you should. I've got a dark secret that I have to hide as to, I guess, why I have been like walk by arrow attack. Oh shit! What if he? Yo, if it was a vigilante, hear me out. What okay. if he's a badsman? He could be a. Ba- he's right near the badlands, and yeah. that's where the badsmen come from. Right. Right. What if he's like a criminal? Like, what if this is part of a larger master plan? Man. To, like, you get an arrow inside you, right? Yeah. And then you go to the police station, and you're like, yo, there's an arrow inside me. Yeah. And then the police are like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. um, We're going to write a news article about that. Police officers, um, I'd just like to inform you there is an arrow in me. What's yeah. next? Explosions! <laughs> I used to be a police officer like you. <laughs> and then, then I took an arrow to the shoulder. Uh, and then the world explodes. And that's that's how that happens. What would you guys do if you got shot by an arrow? What would you guys do if the world exploded? What would you guys do if you wanted to shoot somebody? What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> I, I would definitely choose to shoot someone with an arrow more than with a, with a gun. Would you shoot someone <clears throat> with an arrow for a Klondike bar? Um, would you shoot someone with a Klondike cl- bar for an what arrow? What kind of Klondike bar? Is there more than one kind of Klondike <coughs> bar? Well, I like arrow bars myself, especially like the mint ones. <coughs> Those are so good. Those Have you ever... Uh, this is a something that I was talking about with somebody, and it freaked them out. Um, and I want to know if this is just me, if I'm a psychopath. Maybe I shouldn't <coughs> be saying this. Yes. But do you, get, do you guys ever... Just like think if you wanted to kill like a random human being, how you would do it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, this yeah. is not Several just me. Several times a day. Okay. When 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 you say random human being, you mean like a stranger? Like, like literally, like if, like if, if you just wanted to kill someone, and it like it was just to kill someone. Like it didn't matter who. There was no motive. I would definitely kill a stranger. Yeah. Well, of course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get away with it, you have to kill a stranger yeah. because otherwise, kill a stranger in yeah, like somewhere where there are no witnesses and no cameras. Mm. But how do you how do you go about that? Um, they're alleyways. Alleyways. Yeah. You just make, you, you construct buildings. <laughs> yeah. There, there are alleyways. You wait for someone to walk into the alleyway and then. Murder you, them? You drop a building on them. Hmm. Boom. Okay. How would, Tom, how would you kill someone if you needed to kill somebody? If I needed to kill somebody, I would start the following way. I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I would have myself a smoothie prepared with bananas, cherries, blueberries, <laughs> strawberries, peanut butter, and a small amount of cayenne pepper. Um, I would take my shower. I would read a chapter of Dale Carnegie's How Hold to on. Win Friends wait, and wait, Influence wait, People. Wait, wait, I just need to clarify. Yeah. You would have the smoothie before your shower or in your shower? Ooh, good question. Uh, in the summertime, I like to have my smoothie in the shower because okay. you get something cold with something hot. Oh, that works. But yeah. why don't you just take a cold shower? Gross. <laughs> I'm not aroused in the morning. <laughs> I will let you continue this conversation of when, how to kill someone. Once I have had my my breakfast and my chapter of a book, uh, I leave the home mm-hmm. uh, and I head to the department store. Okay. At the department store, I pick up a bag of chip. <laughs> <laughs> a single chip. No, he's no, already no. killed some guy named yeah. Chip in this scenario. A bag of chip. I have oh, left. I see. Yes. So Chip, um, you know, you know, you know Chip. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a cool guy. Yeah, I yeah. Like him. well, he's dead now. Okay, um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I, but he's not the person. That How I'm did he die? Of. It doesn't matter. He's in a bag now. Um, Cancer. 
Wow. Um, it was dark. I mean, you're not you're not too far from the truth. Chip Chip Eston. So I pick up a bag of Chip Eston, um, actor from Nashville, and whose line is it anyway? Uh, and I he was also on The Office for a couple of episodes. Anyway, uh, so I I have Chip Eston in a bag, and I okay. pick him up from the department store where I left him several nights before. Um, I'm in cahoots at the department store with yes. the store owner. You're Samuel. in the Department of Murder. Department of Affairs. What next? Simon is in the Apartment of Affairs. Next. The Apartment of Affairs? Yes. <laughs> Are you accusing me of things? It's a, it's his love nest. Please please just get with what you're saying. <laughs> just, just get along with it. <laughs> At 11.42 a.m. specifically, precisely, immediately, directly, that is I take the, best the bag number. of chip <laughs> and I head down to the bay. There is no bay as a body of water touching Montreal. However, there is a Hudson's That's Bay Company true. downtown. Uh, and I head into the Hudson's Bay Company, or the HBC, for those of you in the know. Uh, and I deposit my bag of chip with the woman in the lingerie section. The woman in the lingerie section, it is about 12.30 at this point, hands me a lingerie. <laughs> a single lingerie. I depart. Is it a top lingerie or a bottom lingerie? Yes, it is both. It is a one-piece lingerie. All okay. right. A one pangere, if you will. I one of those ones that one just sort of wraps around. And I return to the department store and hand it to Samuel the cashier. Yes. <laughs> uh, Samuel the cashier takes me to the back room and he introduces me to Lester. Lester is the department store manager. Uh, and Lester says, hello. It is approximately <laughs> 1.30 p.m. at this point. Tom, I hate you. <laughs> I murder Lester. <laughs> Plot twist. Samuel was in on it the whole time. Samuel uh, removes his mask. Wow. Samuel is Arya Stark. Whoa. Stabs me through the heart. Whoa. Uh, then the eyes. Whoa. Then cuts my throat. Wow. I die. Then she takes off her face and she is a bird. Then she flies. And then <laughs> end credits scene. Match game set. I think I think we just have the plot of the next Chris Nolan movie. Thank you. See, I would just put a bomb in somebody's purse or something. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a, a plot point in the TV show Scandal, actually, kind of. <laughs> scandal. Yeah. You get do you guys watch it's really good. You guys yeah. watch Scandal. What is Scandal? It's got that that person who's the <laughs> wife of some other person in it. Oh. Yeah. Carrie Washington. I literally couldn't think of a single female actress. <laughs> <laughs> you and are a Harris. terrible person. How about you, Tim? How would you murder somebody? I just said so. I would put a bomb in somebody's oh, purse. Yeah, that's true. I guess I guess I'd just like I'd, I'd I'd probably just like stab them, but then you're so close to the scene, like you're sure to leave like a thumbprint or no, like, no no no. So like I I just have a knife like DNA evidence. I just have a knife with me, yeah. And then I'll just like walk up to the person and I just like stab them real quick, maybe a second time just to be thorough, mm-hmm. and then I leave. I feel like when people stab people, they usually do it like seventeen times, or is that just in movies? Hmm. I think uh, I mean it depends. It's also sometimes in Game of Thrones. Yeah, we won't say too yeah. much for the sake of Simon, who's still on season four. When, yeah, when I was living here in NDG, where Tom currently lives, I beautiful lived, Notre Dame Degrassi. Yes, but I, I lived on on the street of Walkley, which Notre is sort Dame of Degrassi Tyson, the notorious street in NDG. Mm-hmm. And the week before I moved in, I found out that on my street there had been a bike by stabbing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That is the most hipster stabbing. Take this. I'm, I'm, Hold oh, the phone. I have been given Tom's phone. <laughs> Tell me about the bike by stabbing. I don't actually know much about it. Just right. some guy late at night was walking along. Some other guy biked up to him, stabbed him, 
biked away. That was, uh, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what happened. Pretty fair. It just struck it was, me as It a, was two, two hipsters fighting over um, the latest uh, Goethe final. Yeah, it was definitely like a fixie I mean, bike. I mean, Goethe. It was like a fixie <laughs> bike and like a... Goethe is my favorite hipster artist. <laughs> Goat? Goat? Goats and... If there is things. a band called Goethe, I would like your vinyl. Goethe. 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 <laughs> What's his first name? Johan. Johan Goethe? Von um, Goethe? Darren uh, von Gerdner. Um, Johan. But you didn't have to cut me off. Make like never we want nothing. Tim just turned into a muppet. I never need your love. Oh man. You treat me like a stranger and it feels so rough. Guys, I have a really important, significant question for y'all. Ooh. Why Go apostrophe all? The what? two of you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have a Muppet of yourself. Ooh. Um, well, we, we all, the three of us know somebody who could make a Muppet. Do we know? We don't know anyone who actually makes Muppets. We know oh, people puppets. who can make puppets. But uh, that's yes. not the same. Yes. I'm talking like a legit, like Jim Henson certified, like like he touched it. I want that kind of Muppet. Okay, wow. but the thing is, I'm not very good as, like, I'm not a great Muppeteer, right? But you I can, learn. You, no, you I can wouldn't, sort of wait, okay, fake it, but someone else would be controlling Muppet me. Mm-hmm. And then, because that's 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 the that's my question to your question, Tom. Is do mm-hmm. we control our the Muppet of ourselves, or is it like a professional Muppeteer? That's actually a really deep philosophical question about how we are as human. Um, and Drake addressed it in his most recent album when he said, "Am I a man or am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? If I'm a Muppet." I'm a very manly Muppet. He's a very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet? Or am I a man? Am I a man? If I'm a man, that makes me a Muppet of a man. Young money. <laughs> so that's a really good segue to my story. <laughs> so, which, Simon. Is it, scooch a little bit. is it a good segue to your story? It's a, it's a really good place to end this current one. <laughs> So, security is important. Yes. Yes. Right? Especially with things like... (laughs) Especially with things like online banking. Right? Yes. Specifically passwords. You want them to be as secure as possible, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, there is a uh, law and or banking firm. I'm not entirely sure. A banking firm. Simon came prepared. In well, it's just that the article doesn't specify. In the UK, specifically, specifically in uncultured, but with a K. Yeah, that's my specifically in London that has realized that the safest, that the 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 only thing that is safer than words, emoji. (laughs) And so they have created an online banking system for which. The passwords is just four emoji, Whoa. one after the other. They so they have um, a selection of forty four emoji that you can choose, and you make four. You or you you don't make four. You choose four, one after the other. And I calculated the odds because I wanted to be thorough. There are three million seven hundred and forty eight thousand and ninety six different possibilities yeah but we all just can use snake dragon snake dragon snake dragon snake dragon that's that's the major flaw 
in <laughs> in this system is that everyone's just going to use Snake Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is the real case though with real passwords. Like usually the problem isn't that like there can't be unlimited complexity, right? Like email mm-hmm. passwords can be as long the heck as you want, right? Mm-hmm. It's I, just actually, that I think there are ma- there are maximums now. There are, there may be maximums, but like it's not like they they have a mm-hmm. lack of combinations. Like you know, ten digit letters. It's a similar thing, like twenty six letters. Yeah. Um. You know, if you've got if if you've got ten <coughs> letters. Nice. I'm pretty sure sure I muffled that enough that it wasn't picked up by the audio. (laughs) Tom burped really loud, but he tried to say. And he kind of sounded like a dragon. But the problem is humans, right? Like, humans are the greatest weakness in passwords because we need things that we can remember. But here's here's the thing is that it's so the, the reason why emojis could work. As as a as a password is that it's a lot easier to remember images than it is to remember words, mm. which means that you can be as creative as you as you can. Whereas if you need numbers or if you need words, and this is something that is addressed in the article, if you need to put in a word, you're gonna put in and or numbers, you're gonna put in something that you remember, like an address or an anniversary date or a birthday or that kind of thing. Right. And so it's a lot harder to crack something if you write if you put, you know, sun, moon, fried shrimp, ice cream. That like that that's not that doesn't necessarily say anything about about me. Whereas yes, it does. I mean, it, you it, love sun, moon, shrimp, fried shrimp ice cream. <laughs> I, it I, does kind of sound like a brand, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> New sun, moon brand, fried shrimp ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but my 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 point is that like if if I was trying to crack Tom's password, like there there is or some somebody's password. Uh, to, no, no, my to, password. Okay, Tom's password. I would like the first one of the, There's a statistically speaking, there is a good chance that his password is like a birthday or an address or a date that is important to him. You are wrong. I'm not saying that's what it is, I but know, we in, have been wrong in the majority of. of <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I just I just tried to wink at Tim and definitely went like this. <laughs> that's another Which is both eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that, made, that made so much sense over the podcast. You so, know what I did then? I went like this, and then <laughs> and then I did that. Whoa, Whoa. crazy! Did but Basgo. So um, every every year, <laughs> every year um, I, I forget who it is, but there is there is a list that is released of the most popular passwords in the United States for the Ooh. past fifteen years. Do you know what the number one most popular password has been? Snake Dragon password. Shit. Yep. People just write password. And then the next one is what? One, two, three, four, five, isn't it? Yeah. And then it's like one A, two B, three C or something like that. I did something crazy. How many, how many digits do you have in your bank pin number? Four. I will not say. Okay. How does that help? It's what? A number between four and 11,000. Okay. Fair enough. I have four numbers in my (laughs) The reason I asked is because I was hoping someone would say four because that is the standard amount that they tell you to do. They say most pins are four. They give you four on the little slip where they give you when they give you a card. Yeah, but you can make yours custom usually as well. Mm. Um, when I was presented with this option at twelve, when I opened my first bank account, uh, I was like, I don't want to have four. That's going to be so much easier to guess. And so I added a fifth. Nice. And I have always regretted it because now I have to hit five numbers every time <laughs> I want to go to the gat dang bank. But you're ten times safer. Is that true? Yeah. Ten yeah, that's times. how it works. Yes. Yeah, because there's uh, the fifth one has ten combinations, right? Ten things, so it's it's just like, you know, ten to the yeah. power of five instead of ten yeah. to the power of four. <clears throat> yeah, but so here's 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 the yeah. thing. Let's say my emoji, and we've we've talked about extensive, maybe not on the podcast, but we have have extensively talked about the problems with emoji. We talked about it last week, didn't we? Let's say we may have my password was 
my like four did four um, four character emoji best was train 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 mm-hmm. because you want to be rocky basically there are there are 12 12 different kinds of trains okay so oh that sounds very confusing for you well no because i would know i would know which of course you but you have to because yellow train red train one train two train red train blue train so the human brain remembers pictures a lot more than it remembers words or even like random collections of um, characters that make no sense because that's the most secure kind of password they can have now. Mm-hmm. But if you have just a random collection, or not not random to you, but if you have just like a, like a series of four emoji, that is a lot more secure. Hmm. Because one, there are more possibilities, there are, there are more possible characters that you can use, and they don't need to make sense. Right. They Like, it doesn't need to be a word, which is what people will normally do because it's easier to remember that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, th- I wonder. I wonder if that's more or less secure because uh, then sort of the other thing that I've seen floating around, which is sort of um, what Edward Snowden, who is the guy who's now camping out in Russia because the U.S. hates him because he worked for the NSA and then released all their stuff. Yeah, um, Bella's boyfriend from the Twilight series. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, he his recommendation is just that you have a like a pass phrase for like your passwords and stuff because like it's super easy to remember. And you can use like you can use capitals and and like numbers and letters and symbols and whatever. And you just like his example was Margaret Thatcher is one hundred and ten percent sexy as like <laughs> your password. He's not wrong. Which which is per, first of all factually correct, but second of all, like no one would guess that. I mean, yeah. now they would because you know it. Or you could do like the pink elephant shat a purple lobster. Like no one would guess that ever. Do they make purple lobster? I don't think they make pink elephants either. I mean, I'm less concerned about that part. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I've seen like purple cauliflower. Yeah. And I think purple carrots and purple potatoes. They have, there are definitely blue lobsters and there are red That's lobsters. Yeah. You've lobsters. never seen a blue lobster? Do you think the blue lobsters and the red lobsters get into fights? I think, yeah, it's kind of like Pokemon. Red, red lobsters blue. are dead because they own, they're only red when they've been boiled. Is that There's true? red lobsters that is entirely like true. dead lobsters. No. Regular lobsters are grayish, bluish, and they only turn red once you've boiled them. Okay, but there are some seriously blue lobsters out there. Don't you be denying this. I know my blue lobster is punk. But my point is that if they're red, they're not alive. Guys, don't ever Google blue lobster. (laughs) No, don't. (laughs) I feel like that's a... I don't don't know what happens then. Someone Google blue lobster and tell me in the comments. I'm afraid now. Are you doing it, Simon, or should I? I'm... I'm not doing it. I'm going to Google Blue Lobster right now, live on the show. Guys, welcome to a brand new segment of the show called Tom's Going to Google It. <laughs> All right. We're just going to sit here in silence while you Google it. Yeah. Google, Google, Google. Tim, maybe you should like play us a song Google, while Google, Google. Google, 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 I've actually like never seen a more majestic creature than a blue lobster, <laughs> including but not limited to a cygantelope. Wow. This is actually—I mean, I thought the cygantelope was ugly as fuck, <laughs> but this blue lobster. Look at this. I know look they're pretty. That. Wow, uh, they're, yeah. they're pretty pretty. Oh I mean, gosh. for for those of you who are not with us in the room right now, they all Google Googled it. it. They're basically lobsters that are that blue. Are blue. <laughs> <laughs> Think about like Pokemon, but po- nah. 
This is real. So here's here's I'm I'm gonna read the the last part of the of the article, which is n- not as much about passwords, but it's just about emoji and how um there is there there's been some research done at the Bangor University that has revealed that uh, emoji is the fastest growing language in existence at the moment, and that 72 percent of 18 to 25 year olds claim that it is easier for them to express how they feel in emoji than it is to express how they feel in words. Wow. Would you, I, would you call I that like a that. language? I think, I mean, yes, totally, yeah. Does it if have a, a written language? A written language. language. Sign language has language. like grammar and syntax and stuff. I would, I would say that it's, it, it is, it's like Braille. Mm. Okay, but <clears throat> Braille is not a language. Braille is a, a method of writing. Braille is an alphabet. Yeah. You are an alphabet. Braille is a mentality. <laughs> Braille is a state of being. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess it, it could be. So apparently, the interesting thing is, the, will it become a language? Because that's the thing. Like people can. Well, there's 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 a part in in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine where one of the characters decides to just speak the emojis that she would normally put. So she like will, will say, "And I'm tired of talking to you guys." Eggplant emoji, and then leaves. It would be eggplant funnier emoji if she is just... the only emoji that looks like a penis. <laughs> Except, if, the, except the penis emoji. Couldn't she just throw an eggplant at them? I feel like that's more... Do you carry eggplants around? I would if I had a habit of doing <laughs> that. Yes. So if you guys are in favor of us throwing emojis, not emojis, but eggplants, or emojis, pe- eggplants at people, just mail eggplants to us at our P.O. box, which we said in the last episode. Yeah. Yes. I feel like like my, my impression is that Emojis are not a language right now, hmm. but the interesting thing is they could be right. They could become one because languages often start with just like a bunch of words, but then it's when people adopt it as a language that it develops all these rules of how the words are used and like the grammar and structure of it. Like people sort of invent language, invent languages without even knowing it. That's all these like um, creoles of different kinds come up when sort of two languages get fused. It's actually the kids who are learning the languages. They just make up all the rules of the language and suddenly it's like a fully blown language so, so he, could be i don't know here's um i i don't think it would ever become a language i think it would just become like a because emoji has not like left the internet or text message i haven't seen mm. you know like like it would be incredibly unprofessional for an emoji to be on a billboard or in a in a, a, a professional magazine or in a newspaper and i think and I think that in as especially in the 21st century, it's just, it's especially difficult to reinvent a language given that we have the internet. And the internet, if anything, if anything, has beyond anything else in human history standardized grammar. See, I totally disagree. Yeah, I was going to say, like, do people even look at billboards or newspapers anymore? Yes. No. Like They're the, irrelevant. The thing that make the thing that makes up language is not that it's what you use in a professional context. Most of what we're saying here, we would not say in a professional context, right? And it's still part of language because we, like, that's that's how, you know, what really makes up language is how people normally speak. Hmm. But I think that when, you know, this is, like, there there is sort of a, a language revolution happening right now, and it's the revolution of texting itself, right? right. And there was a really good te- TED talk about this, about how texting is actually becoming its own language in a way because it's it's not writing it's speaking with letters hmm. because you text the way you talk right you don't you don't text in like floral sentences the way you would write an essay i do <laughs> you text in like you do if you're like over 28 you do if so. you're flirting with a girl i'm i mean i do just in general 
really it's true simon does what i call the simon comma so the sentence i went to the bank today yes does not require a comma but you can put a comma in between the words bank and today and it works and it makes sense and it's perfectly correct simon will always use that comma. <laughs> <clears throat> it's because it's necessary in french and because i learned french first that is the that's that just makes sense to me and to me it, it, it's weird for me to without it yeah I, I mean, I'm not putting you on blast here. I like no, that. No, for sure, for I, sure. I, I, I told you before that I love the Simon comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you, you pointing it out to me once when you, you used it, yeah. and then you realized that it was a Simon thing. But I think, here's here's the thing, I don't think that texting, like, texting language is changing language. It's just, change, it's just because it, it's only with this medium. It's only with texting and online messaging. I think it's it's branching outwards though. Like people, you know, we we might do it ironically, but we often but say things thing. that we would only say in text. Like the whole egg, eggplant emoji thing. That's <laughs> ironic now. But kids who are growing up who don't who don't know a time when this wasn't the way that people communicated, maybe they'll just do that, and it won't be. And it's like it's the way that say. It's with an it apostrophe s as opposed to tis like a hundred years ago it used to be completely improper mm-hmm. and like you couldn't say it, and now it's just standard right mm-hmm. so language does that over time yes that's that's true but i but um one like historically when you look at the the the, the history of, of the language there are t- there are two things that have um really um i guess slowed down if not stopped the evolution of language and the first one is written language and the second one is a dictionary hmm and because the internet makes those two especially available to everyone, and that now everybody's communicating with everybody, like what the the one thing that made the the one thing that made language evolve was a bunch of people who spoke different dialects speaking to each other. And then, like, so that, let's say you were in England and you, you someone from Liverpool went to talk to someone to London they would have completely different dialects and they would understand each other on certain parts. And then those, the parts that they understood each other with were the parts that stuck with both. For example, like things would blend and that kind of thing. That's where like crayons come from. Okay. But will it blend? But these don't, ha- <clears throat> these don't happen as much if at all in the internet because the, because the internet has standard, has like sent everywhere a standardized English. And this is how the English language is written and spoken. If text message has done anything, I would say that it, it has added a level of language, which is different than the language itself. It's just like, it's, it, and I guess this is maybe a little more prominent in French than in English, but like the way that you speak um, from person to person is different than the way that you would write an essay. And the way that you write an essay would be different than if you were to text, for example. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the thing that it changed. It's just that it added a new level of language. It didn't revolutionize or change the way that people speak. But I don't know. I feel like I I would go against your assertion that the that there there are no like sub communities that are isolated anymore in terms of language because there totally are. I mean, what Facebook does is it gives you this own little this world where it literally prioritizes the people that you the people you respond to are then the people you see and you see the more you respond to the mm-hmm. more and you get this bubble of people who think like you and are sort of your closest people like i have a thousand facebook friends i do not see mm, a thousand people's Mr. popular i but i like they're all my old high school friends they're i like have i have 12 random people who added <laughs> me because they saw me on the internet hi guys um, no offense to you, but like, I don't see those people's posts. Most of them are just, they, they don't exist to mm-hmm. me. And 
I didn't have a choice in that. It was just what I choose, what I chose to respond to. It slowly got filtered down into this group of people who are surprisingly homogenous, actually. So I feel like there's still a, a very strong ability for um, communities to be segregated and sort of develop their own ideas and possibly their own dialects. But it's not the segregation that makes it happen. It's the communication between the segregations. And like if like you you just you just in a sense kind of prove my point because what what you see online and the people that you speak to are the people who speak like you and you're not really likely to start speaking um, and start being exposed to people who like speak a different way than you do on on the internet and in texting because you because you surround yourself with people who have a homo- people who have a homogenous way of speaking right but this is how divergence in language happens you get two subpopulations and then if they never talk to each other slowly naturally they're going to start diverging until eventually you get english and french and or then, french and latin and or then whatever. you get the one person who is divergent and is not part of any of the factions that are pre-existing hmm. uh, shaven woodley yeah and then she cuts herself and drops her blood into what was it? The fire? I don't even remember. How? I don't remember. One thing either. that I don't understand I about saw that it, scene, I saw like three weeks ago. Really? The water yeah. is somehow still clear by the time she gets there. <clears throat> there should be some. It should just be like completely bloody. Has the second movie come out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It came, yeah, yeah. It did. How, how was that? I, I have no idea. It was. It was good. It was I good? saw. I, I decided to see Divergent a couple weeks ago, and so I watched it online, and then I thought it was really good, and I checked on my Cineplex app. And then uh, sponsor the us, Cineplex. <laughs> the the next one, which I've insurgent, insurgent. I was going to say convergent, but <laughs> that might be the third one. <laughs> we don't know. No, it's not. Um, so in insurgent was know. playing like forty five minutes from like the moment when I was watching it. And it takes me half an hour to get to the movie theater, so I just went. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So was Way it exactly like? Was it exactly like Hunger Games two? Um, no. <laughs> Because because Insurgent actually picks up where Divergent leaves off. So Whereas Hunger Games exactly 2 is a new batch of kids who have been thrown into the world <laughs> of the game of Hunger. And when you play the game of Hunger, you, you either eat or be eaten. Mm. You and win remember or you die. But PETA always dips tastes. in his hummus. Yes, he tastes good. So thanks for listening to the Up for Discussion podcast, guys. I actually guys. had one last story I wanted to tell you guys Ooh, before we end. Snap. <laughs> we got a couple minutes. Stiggity snaps. While we're on the topic of, of the internet and communication, yeah. I've got a little a little joke to tell you guys on the way out. A little, a little, a little funny little joke. Welcome to our new segment. Tom tells, tells a, joke. a joke. So the other day... And Simon eats chips. The other day I was at my mother's house. Ooh, <laughs> I get it. Ah, have a good night, everybody. But That's yeah. a thinker. So I was at my mother's house the other night, uh, and it's a running gag that I am single. I mean, yeah, that is <laughs> the universe is the main teller of this joke. But, <laughs> but, but my between my mother and I, it's it's, it's a you know, regular topic of conversation because she's always saying like, oh, I got to you know, got to find you a nice girl, and her boyfriend's always saying like, nah, don't get married, fuck it, women suck. <laughs> uh, and I'm here. Is you know. is he Jewish? No. Because you, you kind of said that with a Jewish accent. I, don't I everything? Like so, <laughs> so, um, so my mother says, um, uh, yeah, you know, we were talking the other day about why you're single. And I perk up and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? Please tell me why I'm single. Uh, I know why I'm single. I'm single because I'm awkward and bad at talking to women. But my mom says, no, the reason you're single is because you want different things from what women in this generation want. Okay. See, you want 
a family, you know, you want the picket fence and the, you know, the White House and all that shit. But <laughs> you want to be president. They don't <laughs> want to be president. They know they can't. I believe it's the house and the white picket fence. I actually want white people in my house. Um, <laughs> and my mom said... Poor picketing fences. Yeah. <laughs> fuck fences. <laughs> I want to marry a really, really white girl who's very, very against fences. Um, and She's my not mom, on the fence. My mom says, uh, you know, you you... You want a wife and kids and, you know, the... Is your mom Christopher team. Walken? <laughs> <laughs> your mom's like a Jewish Christopher you, Walken now. You, <laughs> you want a wife and children, but all, all the girls today, they, they just want the internet. My mom literally told me that the reason I'm single is because all the girls only want the internet. I'm like, bitch, I am the internet! You are. I yes. spend so much time on the internet. I'm You're on doing Twitter. this podcast. I'm on a for, podcast. For those of you who've never seen Tom, he has... Several million wires sticking out of him. He's a series of is the internet. Yeah, and I'm like, not to put. I, I, you know what? I am putting my mom on blast. I'm throwing straight shade at you, cats a lot. All right, don't you dare to insinuate, to imply, to infer, to assume that I am not a hundred percent the internet. So last week we called your mom a stoner. And now this week we're going after her for telling her son that he is not the internet. Yeah, man. So getting hot up in the six do you agree that you want things that are different than people of this generation which is a big overgeneralization of course and and of course it always pisses me off when when millennials people, yeah <laughs> everyone snake, always what, what overgeneralizes. Is it, snake eaters snake, 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 <laughs> snake people <laughs> See, i'm okay with being called a snake people just because i do worship the six thousand headed dragon of the six god snake Drag. I don't even. That I, was gonna go somewhere. I, you know, it's like I said last week. Sometimes so I much start a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the Rushmore one worked a lot better. Mountain of Rushmore. So thanks for listening to the Up for Discussion <laughs> podcast. Uh, we 10. hope you uh, you enjoyed it, and, uh, and we hope you remember that you can follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. Down with Talking, and you can follow us individually on Twitter at Tom Zalatni for Tom, at Acapella Science for Tim, and at No the Other Simon for me, Simon. But not Simon. I'm I'm the other Simon. He's the other Simon. I'm the other Simon. He's he doesn't Simon say Belmont. anything. If no. he, and if he does, you don't have to follow what he says. Exactly. Did you guys watch Game of Thrones this week? Let us know in the comment. Yeah. I, I did, but I did not watch the finale because I'm still on season four. Tell Simon how it ends and ruin his day. If, if you, you do, I will punch Rob you. Stark dead. Spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler alert. We're going to fade out. Three. We're going to fade out. Yeah. Fade out. I think oh. we're gonna let's fade, fade in this time. Fade in. Oh, let's fade in. Can we have the entire podcast be silent until now and then just fade <laughs> into this? <laughs> uh, this is the last thing you're gonna hear. Thank you for listening to an hour of silence. We have been Tim, Tom, and Simon. Signing off. Signing in. Good night and good luck. Butts. <laughs> I'm glad you went there because I was going to. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. Podcast. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. Well, 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 come to the Up for Discussion podcast. Welcome for the Upford. <laughs>